Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I am Matt Williamson. You have reached the Locked On NFL podcast once again. As you know by now, you and I chat every day. Belly up to my bar here. Let's talk power ranks today. Yeah, and I got a little note for every team. We'll talk a little something about 32 teams. Um, Let's just dig right into it. And first of all, I wanted to let you know we are... Brought to you today by Mac Weldon, and I will tell you a little bit more about their comfy underwear a little bit later. But for now, let's start with the bottom, and no surprise, my former employers, the Cleveland Browns, they have never left the 32 spot. <laughs> and we've been doing these, first power ranks was right before the preseason, then I did one I think after week three of the preseason, we've done one ever since. 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32. It's hard to say that many times in a row. But when you're that bad, that's what you get. Uh, Charlie Whitehurst was released. So what? I guess that doesn't really matter. Uh, The one thing I'm keeping an eye out here, and it just is a a Browns type of move and goes back to what they're doing as a team building experience right now, is, is Joe Thomas on the block? And if so, would Seattle... Minnesota, I know he's the first round pick on Bradford. I would think a couple of these teams would be highly interested. New England, you know, contenders, obviously, but Seattle and Minnesota to me stand out. Just something to throw out there. Niners are still at thirty-one. They've pretty much spent the much of their existence this year at thirty-one. The news here is Kaepernick is going to start. I think that's the right move. Um, the business decision is kind of to sit him. You know, you don't remember how RG three was quote put on ice last year. Well, that's a concern with with Kaepernick is if he were to get hurt, you you could be on the hook to pay him. You can't move on from him. But I think from just purely football, it would be a mistake to go throughout the season without at least getting tape on Kaepernick and seeing can he be the guy. You don't want to end the season, and you'll hear me say this a lot, you don't want to end the season and say, well, we found out Gabbard's not good enough, that he's not the answer, but we didn't see enough on Kaepernick, we don't know. Well, see enough on Kaepernick. My hunch is it's not going to work out well, but I am highly interested to see how it goes. The Dolphins are now at 30 They've fallen apart. You know, I, I read a stat today that they average by a pretty good margin the fewest offensive plays of anyone in the league. They just released Billy Turner and Dallas Thomas, two offensive linemen that have played a lot of snaps for them. Everything's just in constant motion here. I mean, who's the running back? It's been a, a total revolving door there, and even worse, the revolving door in the offensive line. I had much higher hopes for this team, especially on offense. That is not happening at all. What a nightmare. They're in bad shape, obviously. The Jets are 29. Worst team in the league in turnover differential. Well, I mean, Fitzpatrick threw six interceptions in one game, and they had two other fumbles in that game. So that certainly contributes, but they're not good enough to get away with that. 
Eric Decker is now on injured reserve. He won't return this year. Uh, I kind of feel like the end has come for the Jets. I got the Bucks after a win on primetime at 28. Uh, I'm still not super impressed with the Bucks, just obviously. Uh, there is a cluster here of about six or seven teams that I think are coming up that I think you could make the argument belong high or lower, but they're all in the same class. Tampa's right there. I think you know one thing to really keep an eye out on them though is Doug Martin. Uh, Doug Martin is scheduled or hopefully returns after the bye. They go into a bye this week, much needed bye. And then they go to at San Francisco, host the Raiders, host the Falcons, host the Bears. They might be able to run the ball. You know, I mean, just think if they come out of the bye, fresher, do some self-scouting, get Doug Martin back, have a pretty easy slate of defenses for the next month. You know, maybe the Bucks offense really gets on track on Martin's back. Uh, the Texans. I might even be too high on the Texans at 27. They have a lot of things wrong with them. I think we talked about this here yesterday, the day before. It's the concerns I had going in. Osweiler, offensive line, lack of JJ makes it, you know, harder to overcome those things as the offense comes together. It's one of the league's worst offenses. It just flat out is. And it's not Nuke's fault. It's not Fuller's fault. Those guys are encouraging. Yeah, Brassman Miller's encouraging for big picture, but... They they have to dedicate an offseason to the offensive line. They're on the hook for Osweiler. I don't think they're getting out of that. Um, Saints at 26. The most points allowed on a per-game basis in the NFL. Which, that's not overwhelming. I'm sure you just didn't fall out of your chair hearing that one. However, it's by a three-point margin. That's a lot. You know... They allow a field goal more per game than any team in the league. And there's some awful defenses out there right now. Awful. But they're the king of the awful defenses. <laughs> uh, just like last year. And I actually feel for them a little bit too. I mean, like I said many times, at least they tried to fix the defense this offseason. And then they got riddled by injuries. So unfortunate for them. Um, the Jaguars, I don't know much to say. They're coming off a bye. I have them at 25. Uh, they, at least they're coming off a win. A bye can do a lot of good things, like I mentioned with Tampa. Some self-scouting, figure things out. Could they catch fire after their bye? I mean, I don't think so, but it's possible. I mean, somebody has to win that division. I think they have as much upside as any team in that division. Their schedule doesn't look too hard coming up here. At Chicago, host Oakland, at Tennessee, at KC, Houston, at Detroit. Could they go on a little bit of a run here? My eyes are at least open to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, again, not the most ringing endorsement, but I hope they look like a better team. More Yeldon. Bortles is a little bit more even keel after this bye. I bumped the Bears up from 30 to 24. Maybe they belong even higher. You know, they have a running back now. They have an interior blocking system. Hoyer has played very well over two games. So that's something, you know, 
<laughs> something, you know, it's something to build on. We, we talk about the problems. Let's focus on the positives. I don't believe Alshon Jeffrey has been healthy, and they've neglected him at a remarkable rate so far this year. You know that if you're like me and have him on your fantasy team. I still think he's their best player. Uh, I have to think that's injury-related. Now Kevin White is out, and, and this Meredith kid is interesting. You know, I think he's going to play a lot of snaps. Don't just brush off the stat line if you didn't watch the game that, you know, boy, this Meredith kid caught a lot of passes. Ah, that's just a fluke. He's a nobody. He's a long, thin, pretty explosive, deep threat with decent speed, good body control, a little bit twitchy, pretty good athlete. I'm interested. I'm interested. You know, I think he's going to get a lot of run the rest of the year. Uh, I want to see how he performs. Have the Colts at 23. They have, you know, like we've said about them, their defense is troubling, is troubling. But at least it is on the verge of getting a little bit healthier. So that's something, you know, and they're in a very bad, bad division. That's something. Um, But I, I think what's, most interesting about them, and I didn't realize this, I just did a little bit of stat searching before this podcast to check in, you know, just for us to chat about and some things that stood out, and Andrew Lux played extremely well this year, and despite the record, despite everything else going wrong there, they've scored the second most points in the league per game. That's pretty darn good. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things wrong with this offense right now, you know, the line, but... And if you step back and you're impartial about it, they're scoring the second most point, you know, points per game. Luck is playing really well. No Moncrief. Uh, Hilton's been on fire. The offensive line is quietly looking like it could be something. So let's focus on the positive a little bit, and, and that's where they're at on that. Uh, that's promising. I mentioned to you, and I mentioned this on Monday, that we are brought to you by Mac Weldon. I highly, highly I suggest you go check it out. It's a little bit more men's oriented, and I'm sure there's some ladies out there, but I, I got a zip-up sweatshirt from them in the mail. They were nice enough to send some things um, that, I, that I just gave right to my wife. You know, and it fits her great. You know, it's smaller than it would have fit me. I'm a bigger dude. But I, I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. But first of all, go to MacWeldon.com, and you get 20% off. 20% off. And use my promo code, and that's NFL. Here's what I got, here's what they're they're telling you about it, and I can verify it. Is frankly, it's just better than whatever you're wearing right now. It is. It's highly, highly comfortable. I don't yet have their underwear, but everyone brags about them and raves about them. And if they're the same type of fabric that the t-shirts I got from them are, I am on board hundred percent. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. That was very true. You know, they gave me a promo code to use, went to their site. It was very easy. And when everything arrived, I loved the designs and the premium fabrics absolutely lived up to that for sure. It is the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. Confirmed. Confirmed. And my wife confirmed it on the zip up. You know, it's just a basic gray zip up, but it's super comfortable. Fits her really well. Um, Mac Weldon is very good stuff. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally, and you remember on Monday I did not say this word correctly, antimicrobial. Antimicrobial. 
You know what that means? It means it eliminates odor. Very important on undershirts and underwear, needless to say. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like the first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. What more needs to be said about that? Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. You can wear them to work out, wear them to go out, wear them just to bum around the house. They have kind of all the above wrapped into them. So, like I said, go to MacWeldon.com. 20% off using my promo code NF. Hell. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the power ranks. Ooh. This team at one point was three in my power ranks. Down to 22. You guessed it, your Super Bowl runner-up, Carolina Panthers. Oh, miserable. I mean, it, I can't get over that loss. I mean, I know Derek Anderson was in there, but you can't lose that game. That's all I have to say about that on Monday night. You can't lose that game to Tampa Bay. If you want to be taken seriously for this year, you cannot turn. You, you can't do that. You just can't lose that game. Uh, a positive, their red zone defense has been very good this year. Something. Something. But I'm reaching. They get Jonathan Stewart back. I'm tired of telling you how much difference he makes on that team. It's a big deal. But if you want to know about their season, they were by far the best turnover ratio in the league last year. And that was never going to keep up year to year. And that was the reason I th- kind of thought they'd take a step backwards, not eight step backwards. But now they've given the ball away 14 times. 14 times. And that's why they're bad. I mean, there's other reasons, but that's, in a nutshell, they're giving the ball away far too much. The Lions, I mentioned how the uh, the Panthers have a very good red zone D. The Lions have been terrible in the red zone on defense. Um, hopefully they can get a little healthier, help that problem. They run in Justin Forsett. That doesn't really change the needle for me, move the needle, change my mind, whatever. I think he's just a guy, proved to be just a guy with the Jags, or with, no, Jags is just a guy, just a guy, Jag. Uh, the Ravens, he, I thought he was basically washed up. But I do think the Lions could use somebody. There doesn't seem to be great news around Dwayne Washington. That makes me sad. I want to see him. Um, Keep an eye on the Lions. But uh, they have issues. There's no doubt about that. Above the Lions on the power ranks is the Titans at 20. At one point, they were 30. Started the season at 29. Hovered in that 27-28 area all year. Up to 20. So here's the question. Is this the highest they'll be ranked, the best they'll be ranked all year? What do you think? Send me a note on Twitter, at Williamson NFL. Is this the highest they'll be ranked all year? Is this the peak of the Titans season? It's kind of sad if it is. Um, I think the defense is solid. They're running the ball extremely well. I thought Mariota finally played pretty well here, too. So I do think the arrow is pointing up. You go from 27 to 20, that is apparent. But is this their peak? Rams at 19. Tremaine Johnson, their franchise player, he's out a couple weeks with an ankle. They had, they're fighting some big injuries on the defensive line. I wonder if this is their peak. You know, have we seen the best of the Rams at this point? They go to Detroit, then they host the Giants, then they have a bye. 
I don't know what I'm, who I'm going to pick. Rams, you know. I don't know if I've told you this, but I used to host a chat at ESPN every every Wednesday at noon. Got rave reviews. Got tons of people in there. And to me, that was like my turning point when I flipped the switch of stop thinking about last week, stop reviewing tape and things from last week, and start looking forward to matchups and things. So as we sit right now, I don't even know some of the, the teams that are going to play this upcoming week, and I'm just kind of finding out now. And that was the first I heard. You know, the Rams are playing the Lions. Who do I like in that one? But that's kind of how my mind works every week. And quickly, if you do this for a living, you realize that every week is kind of a Groundhog Day situation. So my Wednesday at noon podcast with y'all might be my new flip the switch from week five to week six. So there you have it. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Uh, Rams at 19. Chiefs, 18. Coming off a bye. Defense has me... I'm not sure what I think of their defense. They were, they've been very good in the red zone. I think they're really well coached. I like their defensive line, although it's not dynamic. I think they very much miss Houston. Hawley's not been a factor. Only five sacks this year. Five sacks from the Chiefs. It's hard to hard to process that, considering how good of a pass rushing team they've historically been and recently been. That's obviously a huge key to turning their team around, their season around. You wouldn't think, you know, I tend to think that they are a lot like this upcoming team, the Bengals at 17, where you know, usually you can count on them to be a playoff type team. Both of them take a step back this year and end up in the seven, eight win neighborhood, maybe bounce back in 2017. There's a foundation there. Uh, the Bengals have been bad in the red zone. They need Eifert. I think news is good on Eifert. I'm so tired of talking to you guys about Eifert. Um, but again, I, I keep harping back to the same thing about the Bengals. Is where are they better from last year? They should have spent a little bit of money this offseason. They didn't. They're historically a cheap organization. I don't think that has changed, despite people saying, oh, we're building through the draft. Well, that's kind of a cheap way of going. Giants. They only have four sacks. Uh, you know, you watch the tape. I thought Vernon and JPP were playing, a, were, were a little more productive than that. I know the Green Bay game, they did nothing. They got totally shut out. They need more from those two. We talked about these guys quite a bit. I just wrote an article about the Giants. Please look at my, my Twitter timeline to find that. I've been pumping out quite a few articles of late. Um, I'm concerned about somewhat of their defensive makeup, but I always think that they'll be okay there. Very little running game. They live out of three receiver sets, but have not gotten Cruz and Shepard nearly involved lately. That has to change now. And that's no knock on Odell, but that, that needs to change now. You know, you can't just you know, have only have eyes for Odell. And Eli is not playing well. Ranks, I know I'm going to take some heat for you guys for having them this high. San Diego, 15. I know their record, and it's a very bad one. They've lost close games. They've lost in horrific fashion. 
They're cursed. They're the bad news bears. But how about this? Despite their dismal one-win record, only the Falcons have scored more points than the Chargers. I mean, that's mind-blowing, to be honest. I mean, Phillip Rivers is a stud. If, if you aren't on board with Phillip Rivers, big picture, as one of the premier quarterbacks of this generation, and I think a Hall of Famer, although I don't think he gets in, but I would vote for him to go in, as a giant stud, you are nuts, and we might have to cut off this relationship. You need to realize what Philip Rivers is doing. He's throwing to an over-the-hill Gates and Henry and Benjamin and Williams and no Keenan Allen, and they have the second most points in the league, and the defense is playing pretty well, too. I mean, the Chargers are plus 10 in points for, points against. It kind of leaves you speechless. You know, they really should be three and two, four and one. I mean, that's really how they're playing. They're just not finishing. And I understand that's part of it. Redskins. I don't have a lot to say about the Redskins, but this is by far the highest they've been. They're at 14. Uh, This is sort of one of those conversations like with the Titans. Are we going to look back and say, is this the high water mark for the season for Washington? I think they're playing well. I think Cousins has been reeled in a little bit. I'm really impressed with the offensive line, and that's been a massive priority. I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but think about when Gruden went from Cincinnati, took over for Shanahan in Washington. Well, Shanahan's notoriously known for smaller, highly athletic, quick, don't-wear-down, zone-blocking offensive linemen. And Gruden came from Cincinnati with... Andrew Whitworth and Andre Smith and Maulers and size and power up front. And I think he's finally got that offensive line to where he wants it. You know, Trent Williams can play in any scheme. He's a total star. But, you know, he used an early pick on Brandon Schreff, you know, I mean, because they didn't have a lot on the board, actually a pretty bad draft class. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. And I think it's coming around. You know, you guys like Schreff at guard and Moses at right tackle. So that's something highly encouraging, too. Keep an eye on the Redskins O-line. Um, they still need to get better in the red zone, too, though. All right, we got the Ravens at 13. I think they're an average football team, maybe above. I do think there's some encouraging things on the horizon. I used to think that was going to be Kenneth Dixon. Um, he does not look healthy. It really does look like West's job from here on out, at least in the foreseeable future, or at least till Dixon gets healthier. But Tressman is out. I think they will do a lot more running. Um, the offensive line needs to shake itself back out. It's been a, sort of all over the place. Um, you know, stable organization changing offense coordinators at this stage of the game. I trust Harbaugh on this one. Uh, I think he really wants to get back to pounding the rock, taking deep shots. We'll see. I'm interested how that plays out. But the defense is pretty good. I don't love this, the corners. I don't love the pass rush in Baltimore. They're tough to run on. We talk about the Ravens a lot. You know, they, they run, you know, it's they're ugly games. You know, they're grinded out to the, to the wire, close games, and it's sort of 50-50 proposition at that point. Bills are at 12. I can't believe they've played this well. I just turned in an article about Buffalo, what they're doing well. They've really simplified things on offense. It was a new coordinator that's working really well. Lessing ask, they're asking less of Tyrod Taylor. Sean McCoy is utterly on fire. 
Rex is heating him up and showing you know offenses a lot more than he did the first two weeks. Secondary is very stable and allowing all that to happen. Now they get Marcel Darius back. You know, maybe he's their best defensive player. Although I think Jerry Hughes is one of the most underrated players in the entire league. So, again, the Buffalo's doing good things. Do I think they're a great team? No, but they're playing really well. And, uh, I mean, really they're playing better than the team above them, the Arizona Cardinals at 11. I don't know what to think of this team right now. You know, I, I looked at them and the Panthers and thought, they're going to bounce back. You know, we saw too much goodness out of them last year. They'll be all right. I think they need to sort of sway the the offensive structure towards more David Johnson, less Carson Palmer. Will they? I don't know. They still have a lot of weapons. I think the defense rounds into shape. Tyron Matthew, I think, is a, uh, not quite to where we're used to him being, as in you know one of the best defensive players in the league. Hopefully that still is to come. Hopefully it doesn't. Um, wait till the end of, or till next year or never. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, Chandler Jones has done really well for them. They're rushing the passer extremely well. I think the Cardinals come around. Cowboys are at ten. Everyone wants to talk about Dak. Everyone wants to talk about Zeke, and those are great conversations. <laughs> They're great conversations. They're both super exciting for now and hopefully the next 10, 12 years. Foundation players of this team. But the Cowboys offense, this is the thing that keeps getting me, is as well as they're playing, and some things have gone well. I mean, script-wise, they got up early, and but that's, you know, that's because they're all playing people. Without their best offensive player, Tyron Smith, who's the best offensive lineman in the league, he's coming back very soon. This offense has been that good without the premier, premier left tackle. And without Des Bryant. No Des, no Tyron Smith. And this offense has done that well. Says a lot. Says a lot. Raiders are at nine. They're the only team here I don't have a snippet about. Didn't find a fun little stat. I kind of feel like that says something too, though, that the Raiders are now an organization. It's not time to question them. You know, are they going the right direction? Yes. The answer is yes. They're going the right direction. Do they have the talent to be a contender? Yes. How far can they go? You know, can they be in the top five in this list at some point? You know, at one point they were all the way down to 20. Mostly they've been in that 9, 8, 9, 10, 12 range. Uh, I have them at 9. So my hunch is they end up as a wild card team get valuable playoff experience, and then I might pick them to be a big-time contender in 17. That, that's good progress. Remember how bad this team was for a long time? I mean, go back, go to drafthistory.com and go to about 10 years in a row of Raider drafts. First-round picks, Hayward Bay, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, so many misses. High picks. Times have changed. Eagles at 8. And they could possibly be higher. They're just coming off a loss. Two names here I want to talk about on the Eagles offense. I'm really excited about Doriel Green Beckham. I think his role is going to grow and grow, and he may actually turn into their number one receiver by a month from now or so. I think he'll still be inconsistent. He still has a lot of work to do. He's not a great route runner, but he's very physically gifted. He has something that they don't have, and they may have gotten a real steal in that trade with the Titans before the season. Um, a bummer, though, is Lane Johnson. 
you know, I think he's probably the best right tackle in the league. Uh, the NFL came down that his 10-game suspension is going to get upheld. Uh, he is suspended for the next 10 games. That's a big loss. That's a really big loss. I really like this player. I think he's getting better and better. Broncos, I just wrote an article about them, kind of talking about some things that were exposed uh, by the Falcons. And there's three three things that really worry me about Denver. First off, the quarterback. I mean, I don't think they're out of the woods. That Boy, we'll put Trevor Simeon back in and we'll be fine. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, being a playoff team. I'm talking about going back to the Super Bowl. I mean, keeping up with Roethlisberger and Brady in the AFC. Or even Carr, Rivers, and Smith. Smith. In in the West, you know they're the worst team in the West at the quarterback position. Even if Simeon plays as well as he did against Cincinnati, which I have my doubts about that too. I am a Lynch fan for sure, but I don't think the time is now for him. Right tackle was a nightmare. Sounds like they will be getting their guy back. So, it, you know, Stevenson should return sooner than later. So that's something that looks like it's being corrected. Offensive line depth here, like it is in many spots around the league is a real concern. On defense, I thought they were highly exposed at the linebacker position, particularly in coverage. Really missed a guy like Trevathan. In the article I just wrote, check out, check that out. Every time I tell you an article I just wrote, go to my Twitter timeline and find a link. Check it out. Um, I mentioned how the best way, I think, to attack Denver is to keep them in their base personnel. Um, they're generally a dime team when they go to sub-packages. And frankly, they're, if you can keep Sylvester Williams and both linebackers, inside linebackers on the field and don't allow them to bring in extra defensive backs, they're not as good. They're, you know, just the people on the field aren't as good as football players as if they are whenever they bring the little guys in. So I think that's something you'll see a lot is try to play big against them on offense. And if you have some versatile Tevin Coleman, Freeman, James White, Le'Veon Bell, you know, I'm thinking about teams that they could run into in the playoffs. They could really expose those linebackers. And I also think you can run up the middle on them. That nose tackle triangle with the two inside linebackers is average. And Malik Jackson's missed a little bit there too. So those are my concerns with the Broncos. Packers. How banged up is Lacey? I don't know for sure. I think it's a big deal because I think Starks has looked kind of washed up. Um, it's amazing how good this Packers run defense is. By far the best in the league. And now they will play the Cowboys. So to me, I'm really excited to see a strength versus strength matchup. Cowboys offensive line, hopefully with Tyron Smith, coming out and saying, hey, I know your guys are great running you know, run defense, but we're going to run it anyways. And we're going to give Elliott a lot of carries. I'm really curious to see how that transpires. And will the Packers... Dare to keep two high safeties up against Dallas, and if so, can Prescott beat them? You know, with a with a single high look, I think that'll be really telling for both teams. It's gonna be a really, really, really interesting game coming up. Speaking of the Falcons, I got them at five. They probably could be higher. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you, but they kind of remind me now, and I'm not sure that I can get too excited about Vic Beasley because he just abused the awful right tackle Sombrello for Denver. But it's encouraging that he did so. And he is a talented dude, former pretty high first-round pick, learning from Freeney. But if Freeney and Beasley, and they have some speed, Trufant should take away or do battle with a lot of number one receivers, 
that if their defense can rush the passer and at least make a few big plays in the Dome, can they have a Peyton, Manning, Freeney, Mathis-like strategy for winning games? Score a lot of points, bend but don't break, keep things in front of you, rush the passer. Can they do that? I'm open to it. Steelers are at four. They're really humming. I mean, one thing of note here, a stat, is their red zone defense has been really good. You know, they, they certainly have done a lot of, quote, bend but don't break. I don't really like that term because it doesn't say a whole heck of a lot. But they aren't breaking when they get, you know, when teams get near the goal line on them. Uh, one sort of interesting note, Carlos Williams, the former running back for the Bills, had a good rookie year, but he's had some obvious trouble off the field and weight and whatnot. Uh, he, he met with some other teams, but he signed with the Steelers practice squad. If you don't know, his brother Vince is a prominent linebacker for the Steelers. So maybe that's a great support system for him to go to, a strong team. My interest here isn't, you know, Carlos Williams is going to come and light things up this year. But Le'Veon Bell's a free agent after the year. D'Angelo Williams is an old man. So if you can get Carlos's head and body straight for the year, hang with his bro, win a lot of games in the Steeler organization, work out, and... Then he's in the mix for next year. At least he's a fallback plan. If D'Angelo retires, he could become Lev's backup. If Lev's too expensive, you, you go with Williams and a high draft pick. It just gives you another option at a position that's uncertain going you know, going forward. Vikings are at three. They easily could be at one. They're fantastic on defense. One giveaway. One giveaway. Is that going to keep up? No, of course not. So I do think the offense could come back to earth a little bit. I worry about Bradford's health behind that dreadful offensive line. That's why I mentioned Joe Thomas with the Vikings earlier. Um, again, I'm just kind of pulling that out of my butt, though. I don't know any rumors about that. Just seems like a good fit. Same with Seattle at two. Uh, they could certainly use them. Not really their style to invest heavily on an offensive lineman, though. A, a, they're coming off a bye. I don't have a lot to add here. The guy I'm really interested to watch is one of my favorite receivers in the league is Tyler Lockett. Uh, he's been nursing a PCL injury. The offense is really humming without him. Jimmy Graham. Um, they added Spiller, Christian Michael. But if Lockett is well now after the bye, look out. Look out. And just a little fantasy note. Throw a low ball offer at whoever is the Lockett owner. They're probably fed up with him. You get him for nothing. Get him to throw in on a deal. I think he could be a big-time difference maker the second half of the season. I still got the Patriots at one. You could put make the argument that they really should be four or five. I just trust the organization. They get more benefits of the doubt than any team, in my opinion. Belichick, Brady. Um, their red zone defense hasn't been great. Um, but it looks like Gronk is healthy. Bennett's a huge addition. Brady's back. You get the picture. You know, the, the Patriots aren't going anywhere. Well, thanks again to Mack Weldon. Check out their all their goodies. Use our promo code NFL for them. That's going to do it for today. Have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. Thursday, oh yeah, yeah, I should always mention this in case you weren't around or listened last time. Every Thursday, we're going to preview the Thursday Nighter. And more importantly, it's Twitter Thursday. So, at Williamson NFL, send me a bunch of tweets for questions you want answered. And it used to be that Thursday was kind of our least listened to show, and I think that's changing quickly because of you guys. You know, you guys are pumping me with questions, telling me what you want to hear, and I am hitting them out of the park, as usual. Over and out. Take care. 
Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Savings on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.